Hi there. Before we get started with this week's episode, I want to let you know about a special offer that I have just for you. I've been having so much fun studying and talking with you about relationships, and I feel like I really understand the challenges you're facing and how to best help you. So I've decided to open up three one-on-one coaching spots to help you build more satisfying relationships and make friends with ease, because that's what we really want, right? This is a limited time offering because I usually only work with clients in a group. So if you're looking for one-on-one coaching with me, you don't want to miss out on this offer. Head on over to my Instagram page at drkathleenyoungcoaching.com and click the link in the bio to schedule a consultation today. And now here's this week's episode. Welcome to How to Be a Human Being in the World, the podcast that showcases the strength, resilience, and humanity in all of us, and provides a space where you can embrace the messy parts of life, we've all got them, and unapologetically be more of who you really are. I'm your host, Dr. Kathleen Young. I'm a psychiatrist, certified life coach, and I'm also a human, just like you. Pull up a seat as we bear witness to the healing, connection, and inspiration that comes from the stories of our lives. Welcome back to How to Be a Human Being in the World. I've been thinking a lot about parenting the past few weeks and thought it would be a good time to do an episode on parenting. You know, I've done a lot of work with parents throughout my career as a child psychiatrist, and I used to do primarily parent coaching Um, I continue to run a coaching group for parents of children with mental health issues. So I'm never really very far away from working with parents and thinking about parents. And, you know, I'm always thinking about parenting to some extent and helping, you know, whether it's in my own life or whether I'm helping parents figure out how to more effectively parent or parent in a way that's a better fit for the kid they have. And, you know, I've been very specific about how I just said that because I don't think there's a right or wrong way to parent. I think it's just a right or way wrong way to parent the child you have. And it might not even be right or wrong now that I'm saying that out loud. I think there's actually just, you know, things that you can do as a parent that work better for the kid that you have. And, you know, it's not always cookie cutter. It's great if you end up with a child that does follow all the traditional ways of life and rules of parenting, but oftentimes people don't. And so sometimes it is really tweaking your parenting a little bit so that it is a better fit for the kid that you actually have. But lately, like in the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking a lot about my own parenting. And I mentioned it in last week's episode that spending more time with my son over winter break, his winter break, although I was off work, so it was my winter break too. Um, But over the holidays, it really helped me to take on a new identity in my parenting. You know, I've always thought about of myself as an unconventional parent or an anti-parent or something like that I, you know, that I'm not a traditional mom because I don't always feel the same way about being a mom as other mothers I know. And so I've always thought about myself as being a different type of mom. And I have very complicated feelings about that. Like some days I'm okay with the fact that I do things more unconventionally or I feel differently. And other days, you know, it comes with some guilt and shame, if I'm being honest, you know. But 
It is what it is. I mean, I think I approach or think about being a parent in a different way than a lot of people do, or really in the way that society teaches us we should as women. And, and you know, as with anything else, when you go against something that society teaches you is the right thing to do, it can feel like you're doing something wrong. And sometimes that can come with some shame and self-doubt and guilt. So, you know, parenting my son when he was younger, when he was a baby and a toddler was really hard for me. And I don't think that I was well-suited to parent a toddler at all. <laughs> and to some extent, I probably wasn't at my best for the infancy stage either. You know, I didn't realize it at the time, but I went back to work too soon. I only took six weeks off and then rushed back to work because I thought I was okay. But I was pretty affected by the hormones from pregnancy and postpartum. I don't think I was as okay or ready to go back to work as I thought I was. And I mentioned this because I think that, you know, there's a reason why we have three months off or that, you know, traditionally women or mothers have taken three to six months off because there is that period of adjustment of getting your body back to normal. And it's never even fully normal after six months, but getting your mind back to normal and feeling back to normal emotionally that goes on during that time. You know, the baby's adjusting to the world and you're adjusting to being a parent and also your hormones are kind of going back to normal a little bit more. So, you know, rushing back to work after six weeks while I did it and, you know, I got through it, it was probably not such a great idea. And and in fact, I think it it contributed to being a perfect storm for me, you know, partially because of what was happening to me physically, but partially because, you know, I'm a single parent and I was a lot more overwhelmed about the transition to becoming a mom than I thought I would be. And that was hard for me to admit out loud for a very long time because I see myself as being strong and capable and able to deal with with hard and challenging situations and things and, you know, being able to do whatever I put my mind to. But becoming a parent was a lot for me. And I'm I'm a person who has a lot of help, but that adjustment was hard. And so instead of you know, sitting down, taking care of myself, taking care of my son and being with my feelings of overwhelm. And figuring out how to deal with them, I just powered through in a way, you know, that I do when things are hard. And I think a lot of women do that, you know, which is why there's a lot of untreated postpartum depression and why I thought it was important to mention that. I sort of kept my head down. I went to work. I did what I needed to do and I made it through. And, you know, what happened as a result, unfortunately, was I really wanted that time to go by quickly because I was overwhelmed and I wanted it to end so I could get it over with and get back to normal and feel normal again. And now when I look back at that time, you know, if there's like a baby on TV or people are having a baby and talking about it, there's that part of me that wishes that I had tried to be more present and enjoyed that time more. And I feel in some ways like I missed out on this opportunity to have a certain experience with my son. Now, who knows? I could have spent more time at home and been with him more and still felt the same way. So I don't really know. I mean, I think we always look back on these times with regret and think that it would have been different. I, don't, I have no idea, but there is a part of me that kind of wishes that I had more memories of that time, that I had tried to enjoy it more or had cherished it a little bit more and hadn't wished it away so soon. 
So, you know, as with anything else, I'm on a journey (laughs) to make peace with what is and what has happened, to be able to have compassion for myself and the part of me that was overwhelmed, and to try not to feel so much guilt and regret about the past. Because, you know, all parents have things that they regret and wish they'd done differently. And so this is just a normal part of being a parent in some ways. And, you know, I'm just really focusing on and trying to be more intentional about the present and enjoy the time that is here and now. But that being said, I've always believed that I would be a better parent to an adolescent or an older child. And I think that's true. You know, now that my son is older, I'm enjoying our time together a lot more because he is interacting with me in a way that's a little bit more mature and he's more engaged in certain ways. So I'm enjoying our time together. So I'm working on leaving it as it is and not trying to change it, you know, and just accepting that some people enjoy all the phases of parenting and some of us enjoy only certain phases phases, (laughs) or enjoy certain phases more than others. And that's okay. And I think that part of my evolution as a parent in starting to really like enjoy being a mom and enjoy being a parent is due in part to having much more time with him in the past few weeks, you know, as a result of breaking my foot and being less mobile and having to kind of sit down and be home and and heal. You know, I've cut back on all the things I'm doing, including work, and I've been less stressed out. And as a result, I'm more present and able to enjoy our time together. I don't know that I would change my life otherwise, though, and I'd probably go back to doing a little bit more, but I have noticed that as I have been less stressed, I'm more present and more able to enjoy things. But my son is also changing and growing, so our time together is different. So I think to some extent we're both evolving and growing together, you know, at the same time, which is what happens in all our relationships, you know, including this parent-child relationship. But we sometimes forget that, that like you are evolving as a parent and your kids are evolving as people. And it seems like, you know, you're just entering a new phase of parenting and that's true, but really you're evolving as a parent and your experience of being a parent. So the thing I see most in my work with parents is fear. You know, fear when their kids aren't progressing down a linear path or doing things as expected. And, you know, that comes up a lot for obvious reasons because I work with kids who have mental health issues of various kinds. And so I see this fear. And often there's fear and anxiety when kids aren't doing it the same way as their parents did it. So when they're not doing life the same way as their parents are, parents get very anxious and afraid because... That's all they know. That's their perspective. And this fear comes up a lot, or anxiety. It it comes up as anxiety, but I think it's fear too. It comes up a lot in terms of friendships and interest in peers. And, you know, parents get very worried about their kids' ability and desire to be social. When they don't have much desire to be social or they have a hard time making friends, parents get really worried. And that makes a lot of sense because, you know, I talk about relationships and how important they are in our lives. That relationships are really a very vital part of our lives. And parents worry about their kids having relationships or being able to have relationships, whether they're platonic or romantic, when they leave home and become more independent. So I think there's that worry that their kids aren't doing it the way that they think they should be doing it. But in general, 
I'm, I'm sort of digress a little bit, but I thought that was an important point to make for you guys listening. But in general, there's worry when your kids don't follow a linear path. That path that we know best, I followed a very linear linear path. You know, I went to, I finished high school, I went to college, I took a year off, but then I went, but I was applying to med school, I did a residency, then I got a job. So I, you know, I did it in the way that is linear, the way that we know best and what society teaches us is best, even though, and this is the part that we don't acknowledge, is that most kids or a lot of kids actually deviate from that linear path in some way. And there are plenty of successful, well-adjusted adults who take, you know, twists and turns down the path of life. And I think it's really important to remind ourselves as parents that that's true. And I once had a parent in my coaching group who reminded us during one of the sessions that as parents, one of the most useful things we can do is to adopt the belief that a different path can be just as good. And again, I coach in the group, parents who have kids with mental health issues. And so a lot of them are on different paths, but I think that's true for all parents. This idea that, you know, accepting that a different path can be just as good for your kid. And I've noticed this a lot in my own parenting, which is sort of why I decided to do this episode. You know, when my son isn't doing something a certain way, I get worried. And sometimes I want to intervene and fix it or, or, you know, put him in another treatment or whatever. And, you know, I get anxious. I catastrophize like everyone else, you know, this start believing that he'll never do something or that he'll always do something that I don't want him to be do him to be doing or that he'll never learn something. But what I'm starting to see is that most of the time this isn't true. When I can be patient, I'm able to see that he actually is progressing. And oftentimes he does start to do the things I want him to do or think he should be doing and stop doing certain other things, but he's progressing down his own path, right? And just when I think something will never change, it usually does. And so over the past week, (laughs) um, and this is what was sort of the inspiration for this whole message to you is that over the past week, you know, my son developed the new interest in movies. And it, it sounds like such a simple thing, um, but he's eight years old. So, you know, by eight years old, like my nieces were much, much younger when they started watching movies and following the plot of movies. And my son was just never interested in movies, you know, maybe because it's hard for him to focus on something for two hours or the stories weren't interesting to him or he couldn't follow them very closely. But for whatever reason, He just wasn't interested in movies. And so I had written it off as an activity that he would ever like to do or that I could have him do or something that we, you know, we could do together. But around New Year's Day, it was either around Christmas or New Year's, I can't remember which, you know, I just out of the blue suggested that we watch a movie together at home. And he said, yes. He stopped what he was doing, which is amazing because he was playing a video game and we all know how easy it is for our kids to get wrapped up in the video games and never want to stop. But he stopped his game and he came and he said, yeah, let's do it. And he sat through a whole movie (laughs) and it just happened to be Willy Wonka at the Chocolate Factory. So he was really into it. And then he saw that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was also available. So the next day we started Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And so it just made sense that Wonka, the movie Wonka is out now. And so, you know, I'd been hearing from social media about all the people who were really loving Wonka. And so over the past weekend, I asked him if he wanted to go. And and so I took him to see Wonka in the theater, which is huge for us. And he liked it. 
He was really into it, which was really nice to see. You know, he typically doesn't like the theater because it's loud and he has a lot of sensory hypersensitivities. So it's loud, it's dark, but he was really excited to go. And, you know, even down to the last minute, because, you know, with my broken foot, like planning to do these outings and things are a lot of work for me. I kind of was like sneakily was like, are you sure you want to go? And he was like, yeah, I want to go. And so I was like, okay, if he really wants to go, we're going. And so again, it may not sound like a big deal to you, but it was to me because I worry so much about him and it's so hard to find things that he enjoys doing and feels exciting about excited about. So this was a huge win. But more importantly, and in line with what I'm talking about today, it was a gentle reminder for me that he's still developing and evolving and growing. And I have no idea what he will be capable of, what he will like doing, and what his life will look like when he's older, because he's constantly changing. It's just on his own path and on his own timeline. And so am I. I'm changing too, as a parent. We both are. So just because you don't like one phase of parenting or you feel overwhelmed by your parenting or it's not fun, it doesn't mean you always will feel that way or you'll always be overwhelmed or that you won't really like a later phase in your parenting or that you're a bad parent or, you know, the way I thought about myself as an unconventional parent or not a traditional mom or whatever it was, this like narrative I had about myself, it doesn't have to mean that. It can just mean that like, this is my journey as a parent. This is my path as a parent. And I say that, you know, in the beginning that this could apply to your life because this could apply to any part of our lives, right? And just because your kids don't do it the way you think they should doesn't mean that they won't ever or that they won't be okay as adults because that's what we really want to know, right, as parents. We want to know that our kids will develop into independent, functional adults who feel good about their lives. And just because they're not doing it the way you think they should be doing it now doesn't mean that they won't get there. And most importantly, a different path can be just as good. There isn't just one way things can work out. It's such a simple concept, but one that's so easy to forget when you're in the thick of it. I see it all the time with the parents in my group and the parents I work with clinically. It's this idea when you're in the thick of it, it's like, it's going to be like this forever. It's never going to be okay. My kid won't be okay. And I just really want to say it again, that there isn't just one way that things can work out. Okay. And finally, I want to underscore the importance of patience, which is so hard for me. (laughs) Anyone who knows me knows I'm a pretty impatient person in general, but when I'm forced to slow down, I can see that things tend to work out for the best every time. And, And every so often I notice, it's like, hey, you know, my kid is doing this now, this thing I thought he was never going to do or never going to be good at. He's actually doing it on his own. And so... Most of the time, things work out for the best, even when I can't initially see it. I just need to be patient and trust the process. And I could do a whole episode on trust and meaning like trusting yourself and trusting the process and trusting that the your life will turn out the way it is. And maybe I will sometimes, but that's really the message I want to send to you guys today. So I focused this episode primarily on parenting, but again, the message is true for life in general. And just because you're currently on a different path 
than you expected or planned for doesn't mean that things won't work out for you. They will, and they may be even better than you predicted. They just will look differently. Or maybe they won't look different. Maybe you'll end up at the same place, but the path will be different. That's all I have for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, thanks for listening. Are you ready to have the life you actually want instead of the life you think you should want? Or maybe you just want to start having more fun. Either way, I can help. Head on over to my website, www.drkathleenyoungcoaching, that's Kathleen with a K, dot com. Or you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at drkathleenyoung.coaching. You can sign up for a free consultation on my website and we can talk about the life you want to create and see whether group or one-on-one life coaching is right for you. Midlife doesn't have to be a crisis. It's never too late to create the rest of your story. Thanks for listening to this episode and see you next time.